Hello and welcome to Beauty from the Heart. I'm your host, Rose Gallagher, and each week I'm talking to different people from the beauty industry who inspire positive change. So before I have a guest on, I love researching every last thing about them, even if it's someone that I feel that I know quite well. And I found this piece that Sam McMeekin wrote in UK Glamour about today's guest, and it just sums him up to a T. So she said, sass is such an inadequate word to describe the level of personality and flair he presents in his videos with a heart of gold at the centre of it all and that is exactly him so closing series two for us today here's Gary Thompson aka the plastic boy so Gary where are you at the moment what's your lockdown situation so I'm um, at home I'm in London my family in Birmingham um, obviously we've been locked down since March the first few weeks I was kind of cool because I'm, I'm a content creator anyway working from home for me was kind of like normal but um during like the first other four weeks I found it really really hard just because I'm so used to going to events and seeing my family and seeing my friends and then I actually got corona myself did you Gary yeah I got corona um so I remember I was on the phone to my cousin and then I was was on the phone to her I was like oh my god babe I don't really feel well she was like are you okay I was like maybe I'm just getting a sore throat and then I woke up the next morning Rose and honestly I felt like there was 50 weights on my whole body I couldn't move isn't that amazing and how did it manifest did you have to go to hospital or did you just have to have a few days in bed I stayed in bed for like four to five days and I drank loads of fluids and I actually got really really better and then from then it was fine and a few days after that my sister got it and then my mum got it at the same time as well oh my gosh I remember actually you saying um thank you to the team at the QE for looking after your sister the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham they treated her so well and she recovered like within a week and she was back at home that's why I was just so like happy for her because she was just at such a high risk and she said that they treated her so lovely that's why I really wanted to um because I actually raised some money for the Queen Elizabeth Hospital because I was just so happy the way they treated her well the thing with you Gary you love every single bit of makeup and Mm -hmm. I actually I'd love to go back to the beginning of your story and journey first Mm -hmm. of all from Birmingham like me so already (laughs) you're top of the list of faves I love your accent it's it's always whenever I hear your accent it just makes me feel warm because your accent's so warming it's so lovely I think it comes out a bit stronger as well whenever I talk to somebody from (laughs) home I can hear it today but it's lovely um so West Bromwich finest in my midst here um when do you first remember taking an interest in makeup and beauty oh my gosh I was talking about this the other day actually so um when I was about 15 I had really bad ingrown hairs and um I used to like pick them with a tweezer and then because they used to grow quite curly I used to get a lot of keloids and like just really loads of dark marks but my best friend at the time had a really big interest in beauty I liked beauty but I wasn't as much into it so he taught me to mac and was like oh you should try something to try and cover it so I went to mac and I bought this product they don't sell it anymore but it was amazing it was called moisture blend it was like a compact but like a foundation but creamy but, I remember like, moisture blend yeah, yeah it was amazing I remember yeah. putting it on and when I put it on it's not like it made me feel even more beautiful but it made me just feel so confident and like empowering and I I actually felt like oh my god like my skin looks so good and then from there I was like I want to try something else and I started playing with eyebrow pencils and then highlighters and eyeshadows I remember going to MAC every Saturday at Selfridges and even if I didn't buy anything I just loved the buzz of walking around the beauty counter and walking around MAC because I felt like there was a brand that catered for my skin tone 
that is such a special energy on Mac. Oh. And their slogan, all ages, all races, all sexes, I think mm-hmm. there's so many things that have really come to the forefront of people's conscious now, making sure that the brand is really diverse and inclusive and all of these things. And Mac have been doing them for the whole time. Oh, oh my God. When people speak about diversity, so I know all these brands now are bringing out 50 shades, 60 shades, 70 shades, and everyone thinks it's revolutionary. But I always say Mac have been doing it from years ago. Mac have always had shades. I remember like about 10 years ago when I used to go to the Southridges, not all counters used to do deeper skin tones. Like very rarely they would have like one or two shades and they'd be very red. But with Mac, Mac have always came through with the shades all the time in powders, highlighters, lipsticks. They've always just been there. That's what I love about them and I've always had men on their counters as well as women. Definitely, that's really true actually. They've always made sure that everybody feels celebrated and welcome and I think as well there's just such a family feel at MAC. I remember someone telling me, I mean I'm going to ask you about this in a minute actually because I know that you worked at MAC but someone said to me that when you work at MAC you kind of have this community all over the world. You feel like you're part of a family wherever you go. When I used to work for Mac, I used to feel so, I don't know, so powerful and just so proud of my job. And I just used to love walking into work because I was so proud to work for a company that had amazing products, amazing collaborations, and people used to love coming to Mac just to just, I don't know, get their foundation match or just a recommendation of a friend. So when I worked there, I, just, I don't know, this made me feel so proud. And I remember first getting the, um, having an interview for Mac, and I didn't think I got it because it was a free part interview and so I was like you know what I messed up I didn't know my history about it and then when they ran me back I was crying to me. I was like mom I've got a job at Mac I've got a job at Mac it was crazy right I want to fill in a few gaps before we go into this because I bet you have got stories and a half about Mac <laughs> so yeah. you were 15-ish you found your moisture blend you're enjoying yeah. this it's working for you and yeah. growing up in Birmingham were there other boys around you that proudly wore their makeup no so um it was only me and my friend that wore makeup he was my best friend and um, he wore makeup um and then he got me into it and then i really just started to love makeup i started wearing mac a lot and then i just started exploring more and then um obviously in birmingham back then it was kind of like kind of backwards like i think everyone was quite backwards people weren't used to seeing men in makeup so when i used to wear it i used to get a lot of comments and like you know a lot of hate comments but it didn't really affect me because i felt good and i didn't really care what people really thought about me back then I still don't <laughs> and um from then I moved to London for uni and then um when I came to London I was just like wow like there were so much people that were just so expressive and so free and just they just dressed so cool and I was like oh my god so I just started getting into makeup more and like with an eyeliner doing more of a strong brow doing a contour and I, I just really just started to express myself when I came to London because I felt like London is kind of like a makeup hub if you get what I mean yeah definitely oh, do you know what Gary can I just say every mm-hmm. time I have one of these chats I always have a keyword and I think to myself why do you keep saying that and all <laughs> I've done this chat is say definitely so I'm going <laughs> to consciously try and stop saying that and I'm going to go absolutely Gary completely agree with you on that one um but right so you're in London is mm-hmm. this where you first got the job at Mac 
Yeah, so um, I moved down to London because I went to Greenwich Uni. I wanted to um, be an actor, so I studied drama and English. I either wanted to be an actor or a drama teacher, so I thought, let me do both of them. And um, I did that, and I finished uni. But when I finished uni, I was like, mm, I don't really want to do teaching and acting. I was doing extra work and stuff, but I was like, I really want to stay in London because I didn't have, obviously, my student loan with me, and I wasn't really working. So I applied for Mac, um, but because I didn't really have strong makeup skills um i didn't want to apply for artists because i was so scared so i remember going onto the mac website so much and then a host role came up and i was like what's a host a host was basically um you were at the forefront of mac this was for southridges and oxford street and then you would stand there and if someone wanted a service like a foundation match a makeup appointment you would put down their names down and you'd book them down it was basically like a receptionist for mac but you were kind of the face that someone saw when you went onto counter so i applied for this role and then i was like okay bear a lot of people applied for this role. I ain't going to get it. So I got a call back and I remember going to the Mac in, oh, I think it was in Kensington. And um, I had like one interview with this really lovely lady who was like a senior artist. So I had a second interview and then it went really, really well. I had to like um, pick up loads of products and like um, just say what kind of look I would do, even though I wasn't applying for an artist role. And I had a third interview with an area manager. And then um, she asked me about the history and then I got mixed up because I got a date wrong and I was so upset and I just knew I didn't have it. But when I got home I was just like oh my god I messed it up and then um, she called me like two hours later saying Gary we love you we'd love you to start South as a host and I remember just crying Rose I was just crying and do you know what Gary I really remember that role because I used to work at Selfridges as a beauty personal shopper so I was across all of the brands I didn't just work for any one brand and I used to spend loads of time on Mac I loved it I think that for anyone that is looking at a career in makeup, there's mm. no better place to try and get a job because you learn so much. They've oh got so many different products in different textures. They've got so many different brushes, techniques, like everything you could possibly learn, you will learn on Mac. But with that host role, I think no one knows a busy experience like waiting to be served on mac on a saturday and oh that role must have just been carnage oh my I, when i first got into the role because when i first started everyone was like oh my god you're the new host and uh, everyone was like oh my god are you prepared are you prepared and i was like <laughs> i was like of course i'm prepared i'm like mac i'm like hey yes like mac and then the girl was like babe she was like just be prepared just be prepared and i was like what's she talking about so anyway <laughs> i started in a weekday so i was like oh this is fine what's everyone talking about and then it came to a thursday carnage oh, carnage <laughs> it, it was like world war three had happened in Southridges, yeah. and everyone wanted studio fix foundation so anyway um when it came to a saturday rose oh my God, I've never, I'll never forget this Saturday. The queue was so big that security had to put poles on just so <sighs> people wouldn't leave the queue. There was over 42 people waiting for a foundation match or eye demo or just to find the perfect shade of nude. I don't think anyone can sympathise unless they've worked in retail. What oh I really God. think is that retail team members get 
given such a hard time if there is a queue or they have to wait or this that and the other but Mm -hmm. actually everyone is working as hard as they can and the reason these things can take a little while is that they want to give everyone the best possible experience and I always say to people if there is a queue and you feel like you've had to wait for too long then send an email and explain that because a lot of the time there might be teams that they're like oh my gosh I'd love a few more full-time team members but like actually sometimes it makes all the difference to just speak up in a nice way rather than kicking off that you've had to wait 10 minutes for a foundation mat i know definitely i'd always try and explain to someone in the most nicest way that was so busy and just that even though my makeup skills weren't as peak then i would always try and help someone as much as i could i'd be like what i've used before gary you must have been an absolute scream to have a lunch break with because let's be honest on a Saturday in retail nine times out of ten the people you meet are going to be absolutely lovely there to enjoy their day and you do get that one out of ten that are just bad-mannered or presumptuous or that and those experiences can really ruin your day but the only good thing about them is you can go to the canteen and laugh about them with your mates oh I used to love the canteen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was always like oh my god remember that customer that said that thing to me I'd be like oh my god what was so funny they'll get their foundation match and they'll get the products and they'll come back to me and be like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm really really sorry I shouldn't have said that to you they'll always apologize which I always found sweet because I would never take it personally but sometimes no. it would get to me because they'll say something that will just trigger you and I'd be like why would you say that it's not that deep hun it's just makeup <laughs> you know what I mean like no one's life is at risk like it's makeup we're all getting makeup today the store doesn't close at eight o'clock we've all got time babes you know what i mean let's all take a deep breath and stay in this queue please it is funny though you never know what's going on with someone like i remember one day i happened Mm. to be by the nail bit i'm nothing to do with these nails by the way and i happened to be by the nail bit and something had messed up with this lady's appointment and she went absolutely ballistic at me like I've never known anything like it and I was just a bit taken aback but you know (laughs) what are you gonna do she's fuming and then she came back about 10 minutes later and she said I'm so so sorry that I've just said all that to you my nails were for a funeral and I'm having a bit of a hard time and I said do not worry about it in the slightest but it completely made sense then like it wasn't it wasn't about the nail appointment she was just so upset that she had this other thing going on but how lovely that she came back and said that because that definitely made me feel a lot more comfortable than thinking oh my gosh what have I done to that lady yeah because sometimes you definitely don't get what people are going through because sometimes people are just really stressed about their skin or they've been given the wrong foundation or they just want the perfect match so sometimes you just have to give people the benefit of the doubt but there were some customers that were just so mean to me i'll never forget this one time where this woman was waiting for a while but she wasn't even that far in the queue and she she just swore at me called me the most awfulest things and she just made me feel really really small and i remember just like crying to my manager being like i just don't want to do this anymore i'm so unhappy and 
was, she just really ruined my day. And I was actually upset with myself that someone made me feel that way. But my manager at the time, I really just feel so like relieved and just, she just said, you know what? Just don't take it personally. And I just took a break. And in the end, the woman that was going through, she actually did apologize to me. But at the time, I remember just being so upset. But like when you work in retail, people just don't know what you go through. No, they don't. And actually it's one of the most challenging jobs because no matter how rude someone is to you, you have to take so much. And also what I really think in particular about working in retail in beauty is you learn so, so much. And that knowledge, like for example, when I'm thinking about you, Gary, you've got this experience working at Mac, which even in the host position, like you've explained there, you learn so much product knowledge and you are still so hands-on with makeup because that's just the nature of the role. Mm -hmm. When you then have started doing your YouTube videos, which I know was a long time ago, and then evolved into your Instagram videos and content and things, you're mm-hmm. coming at that and approaching that from the perspective of someone that has been trained to do makeup on all different ages, skin types, skin tones, you name it. This is it because um, when I was at a host, I would always have to like get a description of what people wanted. And I remember one time an Asian lady came up and she was like, I've got really bad discoloration around my mouth. And at the time I actually didn't know about color correcting or anything like that. And I remember that sometimes if the queue was so big and if the customer didn't mind, the artist would do a customer on the chair in front of the host. And I would just watch and learn yeah. and I learned so much. And while I was a host for a long time, I actually um, wanted to become an artist. So I knew a lot of friends at Mac and they actually... During the break times, they would teach me loads of stuff about foundation matching, oh. liner, shadows. And then that's how I actually transformed from a host into a makeup artist. So then from that knowledge, I learned so much at Mac. We're dealing with Asian skin tones, black skin tones, white skin tones. You learn everything. And I've, I've never been to a makeup school or college, but I always feel like even though makeup school and colleges are amazing, but you learn the most information about how to do with different skin tones on, on a makeup counter. And Mac was a perfect example. I completely agree agree I've never actually been to a makeup school either but I've always been in a capacity where I'm working with lots of different people to do their makeup and you you do learn on the job it's absolutely true um and one of the things I've seen you mention in interviews and things is that the thought process behind creating a YouTube channel or creating your online presence was that you wanted to show that there was a place for a black boy in beauty um how do you think that mission has kind of resonated with the other people that view your channel so um this actually was when i was working at mac well just before i actually got the job when i was in uni halls i was just looking on youtube because i was like oh i wonder if any like black boys are doing any makeup that i can learn any tricks off and it wasn't many there was one called star milan who i'm friends with now today and he inspired me to create a channel and then i wasn't as consistent i would do it here and there because i was at uni and you know you're out partying here and there and you got exams <laughs> and then um from then i kind of carried it on and then instagram came around and then i used to get so many messages from other black guys saying oh my god i love what you're doing you're giving me so much tips about even like covering like five o'clock shadow and doing brows and complexion and from now i just feel like it's just like blossomed and amazing there's so many like black boys just doing beauty and boys in general doing beauty and i feel like from when i started that to think there was no boys and i just wanted to inspire boys and now boys are messaging me saying i've inspired them to be their true selves and even when makeup in public it just brings a tear to my eye because i just felt like when i first started that i would never ever thought that would happen one of the things actually i loved and noah mentioned it earlier on 
Mm-hmm. It was kind of the thing that inspired me to want to delve into your story a bit more. I'd listened to a podcast, I think it was last year, the BBC One Extra Talk you did, and it was around Pride Month, and it was called Black and LGBT. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, everyone was wicked, but because I know you, I was thinking like, <laughs> I want to just hear what Gary's got to say, and like I was gasping oh. to hear your bits. But one yeah. of the things that you discussed in the episode was kind of the preconception about what masculinity means in the black community and Uh whether it is acceptable to wear makeup. Uh How did it feel to get involved in this conversation and to start inspiring these positive changes? Oh my God, it felt like, I can't even explain the feeling. It felt amazing because it's a conversation that needed to be had for such a long time because Mm. I feel like, especially in the black community and being LGBT, when someone thinks of like a black guy, they think of this this alpha male who's super masculine, wouldn't wear makeup. And it's just, there's just a stereotype that some people have in their heads. So when um, someone sees a black guy who's wearing makeup, I think they get kind of confused or they're kind of like, oh, what's going on here? What's happening? Do you know what I mean? For if, if someone else was, like as I know someone else with different ways was wearing makeup they wouldn't th- blink an eye to it that's why we're saying when someone black wears makeup and they're a guy I feel like it's like a double standard and like they don't they don't know what to do with it because it's so different because when people see something that's different they don't know how to deal with it how to respond definitely yeah how to, how to respond so sometimes when I used to wear makeup in central or go around I would get like a lot of like comments or a lot of just like stigma from certain people in the black community just because they're not used to seeing a black guy wearing makeup and it's gotten so much better now because I feel like people are just exposed to boys in beauty in general and just the lgbt especially in the black lgbt sector but um i just felt like it was such an important conversation because i feel like the black community need to just know about the black lgbt sector and just how everyone is and how we express ourselves differently makeup and and trans everything and i felt like the conversation just really moved me just everyone on that panel moved me because um the other girl, Tanya, Tanya Compass, who was on the panel, who was amazing, was even giving me information and just making me really absorb information and learn as well. It was just such an amazing opportunity. It was a really lovely group, actually. And it was just lovely hearing everyone's different experiences and actually how happy you all were and how having these moments of stepping out and saying do you know what I'm doing something potentially a bit different to what you used to had yeah. spawned so much positivity for yourselves and for other people definitely because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that, that want to just want to be themselves and be different but they're scared because they're scared of what their community might say they're scared of what their family might say and I would never say to someone um, do something if you're scared that you might get kicked out of your house and you don't have anywhere to go or you, you're going to put yourself in danger. I always say, just do it for you when you feel the most comfortable. But I feel like now, especially in 2020, especially when life is so short, do what makes you happy. Do what do what you can. If you want to express yourself by wearing makeup or doing anything, just do it because when you get to a certain point in your life you're gonna wish you 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 did that when you were a younger age do you know what I mean so I hope by me saying that on an interview someone heard that and really thought to themselves you know what I'm gonna do me I don't care what my, what my community thinks I don't care what my family thinks I'm gonna live my truth say you and I both know each other from the beauty industry we both know and love the beauty industry what yeah. are some of the things that you think are really positive to come out of our industry 
I think within the beauty industry, I feel like there's a real sense of community. Um, because when I first started um, doing this, I felt like I wasn't really in a community where I knew a lot of people and met a lot of people that I could be like relate to or, or talk, even talk to you about topics like yourself. But now I feel like there's such a strong beauty community where people are fighting for, you know, diverse shades. Even if they're not black, you've got amazing people that are just fighting for like I don't know for companies just to be a bit more out there and think out of the box and not use the same people and have diverse events it is a family and I feel like within the beauty industry I've learned so much about myself and I've met the most amazing people that I've just I don't know just grown me as a person in life if you get what I mean and I, I would never think growing up that beauty would have affected my life so much like when I wake up like beauty is the first thing I think about I think about moisturizers and I think about just the community that connect with me on YouTube, the bloggers that I follow on Instagram that I talk to, and just it's just blossomed my whole life. And who are some of these people that you've mentioned that you've met that have changed things for the better? Well, obviously, I've got to meet your fabulous self. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I've got a really close friend called Danny, who it's a really weird story that I met him three years ago through a friend, and we actually went to a club together. But um, he was a makeup artist, and I was a makeup artist, but we weren't as close. But then we both got into the industry, and now we're the best of friends just by being in the beauty industry. Is this Danny DeFritis? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's lovely. He's so sweet. And I've gotten to meeting people like Ate. I remember um, my friend invited me to Ate's. She did like a launch. I can't remember what it was for, but she did a launch in central London at um, a restaurant. And I got to meet her. And then through just meeting her, we've kept in touch. And then she's just she's just granted me some opportunities that I've, I'd never thought that I would ever ever have and like um I was always shy about going to events because I just felt like I didn't belong there I felt like all these other bigger bloggers are there why am I going to an event where no one's really going to speak to me I remember going to this simple event and I actually met Charlotte Johnsy so she used to work for simple and then she worked for L'Oreal and then at the time when I left Mac I worked for Netaporter in a call center I just started Instagram and I think I was on like 8,000 followers I remember just getting this email being like hey Gary um, it was so nice to meet at the um, Simple event. I know you're a bit nervous, but it was so nice to talk to you. I'm now at L'Oreal and we're doing this um, True Match campaign and we really want to cast you for this campaign. Would you, would you be up for doing it? And at the time I was like, what the hell is going on? Are you serious? So I got on the phone to her and then actually ended up going to the L'Oreal headquarters and then um, the, all these big bosses were in there and they actually wanted to cast me to be in the L'Oreal True Match, which I was the first boy to be in a major beauty campaign, which was crazy to me. Everybody was so thrilled that you were the first boy to be cast in this major beauty campaign and the images were lovely oh they were beautiful and I remember just going on set because at the time I'd never been to a beauty job or a casting or just been on a set like that and I remember just going into that room and being like oh my god there's all these bloggers who have watched and like it's just me it's just little me I was just like oh my god but everyone was so nice it was a campaign where Cheryl Cole was in there I was gonna say that was the same (laughs) one wasn't it was she there on the day yeah she was stop so, it i swear to god she walked in she was so sweet i was literally shaking because i was sweating i was just like oh my god oh my god i'd have a meltdown i'd be so excited but bow garland was doing her makeup on a day and when bow garland walked in i was like oh my god because at mac when we used to have our mac training bow garland would always do the visuals and to see bow garland in real life is she actually 
actually hugged me. I was just like, is this real life? I, I was thinking, is this my life? It was just crazy. And from doing that campaign, um, obviously it was on billboards and, and then they actually announced it was going to be on TV. And this was an X Factor was on. And I remember watching X Factor. Stop it. And you came up in the break. Yes. It was the first, <laughs> it was the first advert to come on after the break. I remember my mom making me being crying, being like, Gary, how are you? And the advert after X Factor. It was just crazy to me. It was so crazy. I can't even imagine, like, is that the first time that you thought, wow, this has really turned into something incredible? Or were there any other moments that you realised, oh my gosh, I think I'm really onto something here? No, that was the first one. Because before, I was just like, you know, I'm doing beauty, I'm doing YouTube, but I wasn't consistent lately. I was at um, a call centre. I was just doing what I needed to do, but I was still enjoying my life just doing beauty. But when that came up and I was just in a room with these people, I felt, I want more, I want to make better of myself I want to grow my platform I want to inspire people because for me to be in this advert as the only boy and the only black boy it just I don't know it touched my heart in so many places and I remember just telling my nan and my mom on my nan's face I don't know it was just that kind of reaction it was just priceless to me it was just so beautiful and how do your family feel seeing what you've managed to grow now Oh my God, like my nan, my mom, my cousins, my sister, they're so proud of me. Aww. Even like I've got a collaboration with Isla. Oh yes, I saw that. That's yeah. so exciting, Gary. <laughs> they're such a lovely brand as well. I, they're so nice. And I would never ever think, because obviously when Cheryl Cole was in Girls Aloud, I used to wear Cheryl Cole's Girls Aloud Didn't Isla we lashes. all? Absolutely. <laughs> they were the the Nadine things. ones were good as well, actually, if oh. I remember her ones were amazing both of those were good so it was so crazy when I approached to do lashes I was like oh my god how crazy is this and then I remember just seeing the package and I, I remember just crying because I just thought I would never ever in a million years think of my life that I would ever have a collaboration in boots with my own face in it and here we are it's and crazy so, Gary when you look at everything um mm -hmm. there's so many positives to come from the beauty industry what mm -hmm. do you want to see next? What would you like to see positive change evolve? I would love to just see when brands come up with things now, if it's a bronzer, a lip gloss, a finishing powder, anything, all shades need to be included. Yeah. I just wish there was a law like in, in retail um, stores that if you're a brand in our store, all brands of all shades need to be included because we have all kinds of people walking through our store and no one should be rejected from any counter. Otherwise, don't be in our store. It's true. And you're so right that there are so many different steps that people can take. Like, for example, if a brand isn't as inclusive as it could be, then the retailer can step in and say no. Or especially the customer can step in and say, do you know what? I'd rather get myself my Mac studio fix or something that to show the support in that way for the people that are leading the way exactly or just the wearing of makeup i know there's some brands that just say you know makeup for the most beautiful woman or makeup for the most stunning woman i wish they would just say makeup for the most beautiful person yeah. or just just that wording because sometimes i receive mailers even though i know it's not directed at me i just wish they would just change the wording because makeup is genderless anyone can wear makeup like just to make themselves feel beautiful i wish they would just change the wording for makeup can make everyone feel beautiful or not just a gender specific product if you get what i mean definitely 
Well, Gary, I've loved catching up with you today. It's just been so lovely to hear all about your journey. Lots of things I didn't know before, so it's been yeah. brilliant. Um, for anyone that wants to reach out, can you just tell us where we can find you and what we can expect when we do? So you can find me on all social platforms, which is at The Plastic Boy on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can expect to find sassy beauty tutorials, <laughs> lifestyle fashion content and also do um, a segment on youtube which is called sip and slay where i'll talk about real life topics and hot gossip (laughs) gary thank you so much you've been amazing thank you for having me now that's the end of series two i hope you have enjoyed this series of conversations as much as i have and i'm so looking forward to coming back very soon but for now thank you for listening if you've enjoyed it please leave a review and subscribe i want to say a big thank you to my producer ella for putting up with my excited voice notes every week when i've been telling her about all of the chats and i look forward to speaking to you very very soon take care 